0: Welcome to the Centro Church podcast. To find out more about Centro Church, please visit us at centrochurch.com.au or download our smartphone app today. Hey, how are we doing? Good, Happy New Year. Woohoo, it's exciting, 2017, which means a few things. Number one, only 358 days for Christmas. Yeah. You, some of you just put your Christmas trees away. Next few weeks, get them out start shopping for Christmas, anyone? I know that my wife is already, so that's my mum. Uh, another thing, um, today is actually a special day because, you know, today is really the beginning of new habits or, you know, uh, uh, new, um, I don't know what you call them, resolutions, you know, so today's exciting. is. Today's also the very beginning of broken new habits and resolutions as well, yeah? Anyone already broken their resolutions? No, Oh, we're pretty disciplined here, Pastor. Very cool. Or oh, you're not telling me. That's right. <laughs> There's silence in the room. I'm not used to that. Hey, I got a friend here from Mackay, uh, Amy. She was uh, helped me uh, w- w- when I was youth pastor, one of my girls, and uh, went into high schools doing stuff. And what uh, I love to show, she's visiting from Mackay. So, why don't we say big central hello to her? That's cool. Hey, if you could look at yourself in ten months' time, what would you see? If you could. Find your ten month in the future person and have a conversation. Would there be anything different? Would would life seem better in ten months time than now? If if you could talk to your ten month time person, would your marriage be better? Or would it be worse? If you could talk to your ten month time person, would would your finances be more healthy? Or would they be less healthy? If you could talk to your ten-month time person, would your health be better? Or would it be worse, what would be different about you in 10 months' time? Um, Good news for you this morning, I have a bit of a uh, prophetic gift on my life, and so I'm going to prophesy over some people right now. Who wants a prophecy? Anyone? Yeah, a few people, great. In fact, I'm so good, I'm going to prophesy over all of you. I'm going to tell you what your life is going to look like in 10 months' time. Are you ready? Your life in 10 months' time is going to look like 10 months' worth of decisions. In 10 months' time, your life is going to be the wholeness of your decision-making over a 10-month period. That's what your life is going to look like. See, today, right now, in the, in, in the here and now moment of time, matters. Right now has power. Now, regardless, it's the first day of the year, yeah, I understand that. I'm not a big person of resolutions, mainly because I'm undisciplined and break them all the time. But I do believe that every day is a new day, And so every day I think as Christians should just be a new resolution day. Because every day you can live in purpose, you can live with power. Every day you can make good decisions that will set you up for great things. And so this morning, I want us to talk about the power of now and talk about how the present does matter. Now there are things, yes, that we can't uh, control. You know, um, there, there are some health issues that I understand. Life just Happens. Uh, You know, there are some health issues we can't control. There are some things in life we can't control. But I want to propose to you this morning, there are actually lots of things that we can control in life. There are lots of powers that we can control. For example, Pastor John uh, spoke on this morning, the power of speech, the power of words. You know, the Bible says that the power of life or death is in the tongue, meaning this, that you have the power every day to either build yourself up or tear yourself down. You have the power to speak words that would build up dreams and hopes or kill dreams and hopes. There's powers that you can control. Uh, The power of uh, action, the way that you act or react has power. And in 10 months time, you're gonna be a product of your Actions, the power of attitude. In 10 months' time, you're going to be a 10 month product of your attitude. Leadership guru Zig Ziglar said, Your attitude, not your aptitude, determines your altitude. And so, attitude is a huge uh, power. What we allow to shape us today is who we're going to become tomorrow. One step further, how you shape other people today is who they're going to be tomorrow. And so, today has power, the way that we speak, the way that we act, the way that we communicate, the way that we, uh, our, our, our attitude is going to shape us and shape the people around us. And so right now has power. Um, the benefit that I've had over the last 15 years being in uh, some form of ministry or you know community engagement, uh, chaplaincy, whatever, I, I, I've, I've been around people long enough to realize what some of the most powerful things are that if people can grasp right then and there, brings Uh, Something amazing uh, brings something of growth to people's life, and and that is the uh, the uh, the power of purpose. There's just something about when someone understands the reason why they're getting up that day. It brings some kind of magnetic engagement into their life. When uh, the the moment that someone realizes their purpose, there's just something powerful about that. Because see, purpose it seems to give us hope. It seems to give us strength. It seems to be the thing that moors us to, 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 to uh, you know, uh, something greater. It becomes our anchor to life. There is power in purpose. There's power in purpose. Purpose shapes your future. Um, a few years ago, there was this greyhound race in Florida, and uh, the guy up in the box presses the button to release the to, to release, uh, uh, you know, the, the, the mechanical rabbit, or if it was a New South Wales to release the live rabbit. Um, too soon. Flipping New South Wales. Who's a New South Wales supporter here? Bless them, Jesus. They will be saved. It's all right. This is the year. That's one of my resolutions, to get all the New South Welshmen saved to be Queenslanders. I'm going to first up with our kids pastor, Pastor Adam. Um, you know, for the last, what, 10 years, around about the June-July period. He just goes into time of mourning. And, uh, you know, apparently they don't see him on staff for a while. So we're praying for you, Adam, for you and your family. In Jesus' name, amen. So anyway, there was this greyhound race. And the guy presses the button and bang, off goes this mechanical rabbit. And bang, off goes these dogs start racing. Well, as the, as the rabbit came back around, uh, something shorted in, in the electrical system and the, the, the rabbit blew up and caught on fire. Well, the dogs, they didn't know what to do. So the majority of the dogs, they stopped running because there was nothing to run after and they just sat on the ground with their tongues out, just slouching. They were race dogs they were just sitting down. One of the dogs uh, was running around and tried to jump the fence and broke its ribs. Uh, Some of the dogs ran to the crowd that was cheering and started barking and, and howling at the crowd. And I just think that's a great illustration of how life sometimes is. You know that when there's nothing for us to wake up to run toward, usually what'll happen is we'll either just sit and lay down or we'll start barking at other people or we'll hurt ourselves. There is power in purpose. There's power in finding something to chase after. One of the most important commodities that we have is knowing why we're getting up in the morning. You know, it's the reason why purpose has so much power because, you know, it brings everything else into perspective. Once you know why you're getting up, you understand why you're going to that workplace that you work at. The reason, you know, uh, when you understand uh, what your purpose is, you understand why you're raising those kids. You understand why a life is the way it is. And so I guess the question this morning, really, that we're all asking is, well, how do I find purpose? If purpose is powerful, how do I live a life of purpose? And I'm glad you asked the question, because I'm going to tell you how to find purpose this morning. And so we're going to look at our... um, our foundational scripture this morning. And I have it here so that you can uh, just read along with me so you know that I'm not lying. Um, and so we find it in Ephesians 5 8 to 18. You can get your own translation if you want. Uh, it says this For you were once darkness. For you were once dark. Isn't that interesting? How the writer says you were darkness. Not you were in darkness, but you were darkness. It's quite interesting. But now, check this out, you are light. I'm saying he's not saying you are in light, but he's saying you are. Well, isn't it interesting that he would call it that? That you are light in the Lord. So live as children of light. Here's the fruit of what light is. For the fruit of light consists of goodness, righteousness, and truth. And so find out what pleases the Lord. I'll tell you what, if you want to live a life of purpose, find out what pleases God. Find out what pleases God. And i say, what if what, if, if we all live a life that, you know, we've found out what God wants and we just live that kind of life, I'll tell you what, you're going to find so much purpose in your existence. Have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. It is shameful to even mention what the disobedient do in secret. Check this out. But everything exposed by the light becomes visible and everything that is illuminated becomes a light. Isn't this interesting that the writer says, hey, all those things in your life that are darkness, all those things that you don't like about yourself, all those maybe habits that you have that, that, that you don't like, all those things in your past, all those regrets, all those things that seem dark to you, when you expose them and bring them into, into the light, they become illuminated and they themselves become light. It's the reason why we can have people who maybe have uh, 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 you know, come through uh, horrendous pasts can eventually counsel people who are going through horrendous pasts because once you expose what's dark into the light, that same very thing God uses as a tool to bring light into other people's worlds. Isn't that pretty cool? That's why it said, wake up, O sleeper, rise from the dead and Christ will shine on you. Check this out. Be very careful then how you live. Not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every of every I tell you what you want to live a life of purpose take up opportunities take up opportunities you know, every day you're going to meet with between 10 to 20 people face to face every day that means that every day you're going to have between 10 to 20 opportunities every day that's just the people that you interact with every opportunity because the days are evil therefore do not be foolish but understand what the Lord's will is don't get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit. It's a little mistranslation here. What that means, be drunk on wine, it, 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 what it means in the Hebrew is this. Don't allow, uh, uh, what is it? Because I've just forgotten. That's it, extreme indulgences. Don't allow the extreme indulgences of emotions and of flesh take over. That's what it means. But they just translate it, drunk with wine. But it, it means don't allow extreme indulgences. So what your flesh wants, don't be filled with what your flesh wants. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Amen? Holy Spirit, I do thank you that as we just unpack your word this morning that you're, that you're going to speak to us. Lord, you're going to illuminate things in our life that we need to bring to the light. God, you're going to illuminate the opportunities for us that exist that we can take. And I thank you that 2017 is going to be a great year for Centro Church. In Jesus' name, amen. What the scripture is saying is this. To find good things... To experience good moments, to know what is right, to know what pleases God, to find purpose in everyday life, there are certain things that we shouldn't do and certain things that we should do. And so the questions, and so this morning i got three questions, and they're three questions that I ask myself constantly. And so this is a sermon of Tim, okay? This is three things that I do not every day, but probably every week, I I would think about these three questions in my own personal time with Jesus. And I just want to share them with you this morning. Is that all right? Cool. So how to find purpose? I think you can find it by answering three simple questions. The first question is this. What, and you can write this down because this is good stuff. You can put it on your mirror. What am I doing that I shouldn't be doing? What a great question, Pastor Tim. What am I doing? How simple is that? What am I doing that I shouldn't be doing? That's a fantastic question. You know, and I'm sure if we were all honest with ourselves, there would be things in our life that we could go, ah, yeah. Yeah, there's that thing. <laughs> yeah, I know. There's that habit. Yeah, I see it. You know, there's that anxiety. Yep. Yeah. yeah, there's that stress. There's that fear. I know what you're talking about, Pastor Tim. What are we doing that we shouldn't be doing? Um, when Kat and I, uh, Kat and I bought a, a house up in Mackay and... Um, it's, it's lined by these gardens along the fence. There's a 950 square meter block or something, isn't it, babe? So it's a pretty large block, and there's these huge gardens along the fence line. And so eventually we thought, let's plant a tree together. You know, our first tree, we love trees. And uh, so we thought, let's plant a tree together. You know, it's a symbol of our love, whatever. You know, and uh, we planted plant a tree that we did together, and that's just something amazing that you and I can go, oh, look at our tree, it represents our love. And so Kat went and got this, uh, this native tree. And uh, I dug a what? A very expensive tree. She reminds me of that all the time, church. She reminds me of that all the time. She's a very expensive girl. It cost me a fortune to have her. But, um, <laughs> so I dug this hole from, for our tree. That's an expression of our togetherness. Dug this hole and Kat got the tree and we, you know, uh, we're about to put the tree in. And I thought to myself, hang on, in the shed I've got some nutrients so I'll go and get the nutrients, and I'll shove the nutrients in, we'll plant the tree, put the dirt over, water it, hold hands, hold hands, and we'll go, oh, look at our love growing, you know, so I went and got the nutrients, poured half the bag of nutrients in the hole, put the tree in there, put more dirt around it, got the water, water the tree, gave cat, held my wife's hand, which leads to a kiss, I guess, and a smooch, that was good, and uh, you know, and then it's, you know, our love is growing, really cool, anyway, about a week later, I get home from work, and there's my wife standing at our love tree and so I walked over to her and I'm like oh, I'll join in this you know girls love all this la da stuff so I sit next to her and the cat goes the leaves are black I said oh they are too they're supposed to be green I'm pretty sure and she touched one and it fell I'm like oh that shouldn't happen either I don't think like oh I don't know maybe it's just getting used to the soil maybe there's some bugs eating the roots or something I don't know so you know but nonetheless our love is still there it's just gone a different color I guess but so went upstairs and I don't know did what people do I guess and about a week later I went to work and a week later I come back and I noticed that the leaves are no longer there in fact there's one leaf left on this bush I walked up to it and I touched the leaf and it fell off now there's no leaves on our love tree and I grabbed one of the branches and I just snapped it off. I'm like, well, oh, that shouldn't happen. I look inside and it's all like dried out. I'm like, man, that's not good at all. And so, you know, our love tree's dying. My love for my wife apparently is dying. And so I call up a friend that we bought the tree off. A horticulturalist has their own thing and said, hey, listen, our tree's dead, I think. I think it's dead. And they're oh, what did you do? I said, nothing. I just planted it in the ground, put some water on it oh, did you drown it? I said, can you drown trees? I don't know. You know, what soil? I told them where it was. They've been to our house. I said, no, nah, that's a good place to put the tree. What did you do? I said, nothing. Oh, actually, I did put some nutrients in. And they said, oh, what did you put in? I'm like, I don't know. So I went downstairs, got the bag, and I said, oh, it's rose fertilizer. And they replied, you idiot. I said, what? She said, if you read the back, it would have said, not good for native trees. So I turned around and there it was, not good for native trees. Oh, there it is is too. And so I'd killed our love tree, just so you know. (laughs) I killed our love tree. I did something that I shouldn't have done. I did something that I shouldn't have done. I shouldn't have put the nutrients on the native tree because it killed it. You know, there's things in our life that we do that we know we shouldn't be doing, but nonetheless, we sometimes do. Paul had that same problem. He talks about it. But we have things in our life that we know we shouldn't be doing, but we do anyway. It's those very things that kill things in our life. You wanna know a reason why, you know, maybe your relationship with Jesus isn't as strong as others? Maybe, I'm not saying it is, but maybe there's things in your life that hold you back, that maybe bring shame and guilt to your life and you just can't break them. And so you go to God with shame and guilt and that keeps you, you wanna know, you know, uh, maybe why there's troubles in the marriage maybe there's something happening in your life. Maybe there's something in your marriage that is just not allowing you to, to be all that you are. There's Maybe there's something in your life that is holding you back. A great question, if you want to find your purpose, a great question to ask is, what am I doing that I shouldn't be doing? That's why, you know, Paul writes to the Romans, he says, don't be conformed, you know, to the patterns of of the world. Don't be, uh, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God, let God transform your mind. You know that your mind is the beginning of words and actions? Let God transform your thoughts. Because of this, it says then. Is it there? Do we have the scripture on there? Let's just keep that scripture up for a little bit. We're going to talk about it. There we go. Don't copy the behavior. Check out this. Then. So it's at that moment when you don't copy your flesh, It's at that moment when you say, flesh, I'm no longer going to be controlled by you because you make me do things that I don't want to do. Instead, I'm going to do things that I should do. So I'm going to focus on what pleases God. I'm going to transform my mind. Then you will know what the will of God is for your life. What's good and pleasing and perfect. You want to know what your purpose is. You want to know the reason why you wake up. Stop doing things that are holding you back. Begin thinking good things. It's at that moment, then you will know what God's will is for your life. What's good, what's pleasing and perfect. I love what the writer says in Proverbs. Let's have that scripture up. It says this, look straight ahead and fix your eyes on what lies before you. Mark out a straight path for your feet. Stay on the safe part. Don't get sidetracked. Keep your feet from following Evil. That's a cool word, isn't it? Evil, it's a good word, it's a crazy word. When we hear that word evil, we think bad things, you know? Evil is bad things, it's the devil, it's Satan. Evil is bad. I want to suggest to you this morning, evil isn't bad things. Um, when you look at, at, the, at the original context here, two words, mene and raroah. Mene means this, out of many senses, and raroah means trouble. So what it's saying is this, evil is evil anything that we do out of our own internal fleshly senses, which will lead to trouble. That's what it means. That's what evil is. So what this scripture is saying here is this. Keep your feet from following paths you know you shouldn't be on. Keep those paths that lead to, uh, keep off those paths that lead to a destination of decrease. A decrease whether it's in your bank account, a decrease whether it's in relationships, maybe a decrease in your marriage. Keep away from those things. But be focused. It's a, it's a, keep the, the path straight. I do have a confession to make this morning, church. I mean, I might press pause on the tape for this. No, just keep it rolling because the whole world... Uh, I've, I've got a confession this morning. I've done something bad that I just need forgiveness for. Um, I introduced my son to Xbox. And now he loves the thing. He's addicted to it. It's horrible. It's quite funny, though. I bought him this racing car game and he plays this Xbox this racing car game and his eyes are fixated, you know, and his thumb's doing this thing while he's looking at the at the TV. And I walk up to him and I say, Hey Mali, what are you playing? Doesn't respond, he's just focused. Malachi. 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 <laughs> That's what happens after about the sixth time. What? The kid's focused on the game. But you know what? We should be like that too. Don't let things in our life distract us from finding out what pleases God, from finding out what's good for our lives, from finding out what's good for, other, for the lives that, that, you know, that we're around, whether it's our, our partner, our kids, our family and friends. We've got to keep ourselves focused. What am I doing that I shouldn't be doing? What a great question. The second question this morning is this what am I not doing that I should be doing? What a great question. What am I not doing that I should be doing? Remember our foundational scripture said that, you know, we're going to come past opportunities. There's going to be lots of opportunities for us. And so, what am I not doing that I should? Because throughout the day, you're, every day, you're going to find opportunities to just do something amazing, which I believe will lead to great decision making, which will lead to you finding your purpose. I so remember... Um, one day, my uh, friends and I, we had to go and do a wedding in uh, Mackay, a place called Show Point, it's about a 50 minute drive or 20 minute drive away and on the way we had to stop for some snacks, we were a little bit late, you know, we're we're about 50 minutes late and uh, we we had to get there, set up and play the music, whatever and so we went to this shopping centre to get some goodies, you know, Red Bull, all the the essentials, you know. So we pulled in and got out of the car, ran into the shops and got our stuff and ran back to the car. We got to the car and my friend, oh, where's my keys? It's like, oh, I think I left them in the shop. So I don't know. He looked in the driver's side where he was and the keys were still in the ignition. So now we're 50 minutes late to this wedding that we're playing at and his keys are locked in the ignition. And I'm like, flippin' heck, which flipping is just a Christian swear word. I'm like, man, this is, this is going to ruin our day. They're going to be late to this wedding. They're probably not going to get married because of us. We've just ruined this couple's entire future, you know. Because you locked your keys in the car, you know. He's trying to get the door open. I'm, I went to, the, to where I was in the in the passenger, checked the passenger side, uh, um, uh, back seat, couldn't open the door. What do we do? I'm, do I? You know, I said, oh, listen, I can go down to the garden, get a rock, and smash the window. He, nah, don't do that. And he goes, I'll call up RACQ because he's with them. So he called them up, explained the whole situation. They said, listen, we'll bump you to the head. We'll send someone out there right now to the head of the queue. Anyway, so about, uh, about 30 minutes later, the RSEQ guy comes and parks the car. Hey, boys, what have you done? Oh, I've locked my keys in the car. He goes, okay, no worries. I'll see what I can do. He walks to the, uh, to the driver's side door, gets the handle. Nothing happens. He goes to the driver's side passenger seat door, opens the door. And I look at my friend, and I said, Dude, did you not check the door? He's like, oh, I was so, I didn't know I didn't. And the guy didn't charge us, which was nice of him to do that. <laughs> but nonetheless, my mate, he should have checked the door. He should have checked the door. You know, there's things, you know, what am I doing? Uh, what am I not doing that I should be doing? He shouldn't have been stressing about the situation, he should have just checked all the doors first. That's what he should have done. We would have not been late to the wedding. It wouldn't have ruined our day. We wouldn't have had to call it RSQ if he had stopped what he was doing, which is stressing and being anxious and doing what he should have done, which is just check the door. Check if the door is open. <laughs> you know, I love what James says. He says this, if anyone then knows the good that they ought to do and doesn't do it, it's a sin for them. I love James's concept of sin. What he's saying is this, sin isn't bad things, sin isn't naughty things. What he's saying is this, sin is when you know what your full potential is, when you know that God has a good, pleasing, perfect will for you, when you know what you should be doing, but blatantly flat out refuse to do it, that's sin. When you totally reject potential, when you totally reject the potential to live on purpose, when you totally reject to do what you should be doing. And so this is the thing this morning, church. What that means is this, that you and I have the same Holy Spirit that can speak into our life and say, hey, you know that thing there in your life, that thing, stop doing that and start doing this. You know, you have the same Spirit of God that gives... That, that, that even gave, uh, gave Jesus Christ his purpose. You have the same spirit of God that speaks to every other Christian in the world. You have, that, you, you, you have your own Holy Spirit who can speak into your life and say, hey, come on, this is the reason right now today exists. Take this opportunity. You have that same Holy Spirit that's gonna give you power and authority. I love what Matthew writes, he says this. He says, give your entire attention to what God is doing right now, give your entire attention, stop doing what you shouldn't be doing, start doing what you should be doing, give your entire attention and the writers of the Bible are saying that when we do that we're going to find out what's good, what's pleasing, what's perfect and what the will of God is for my life and you're going to find that every day you're going to have about 10 to 20 opportunities to be a person of purpose the last question is this, so what am I doing that I shouldn't be doing What am I not doing that I should be doing? Third question is this. Why am I not doing it right now? Why not do it today? Why am I not doing it? I think that's a great question to ask ourselves. Because we find out what the excuse is then to not stepping out and being a person of purpose, you know, living the life that God has called us to live. Don't wait till tomorrow. Just do it now. Hey, if you stuff up and you wake up tomorrow morning, Make a new resolution, because every day is new in the house of the Lord. Amen? Make a new resolution. I'm going to take up all the opportunities. I'm going to live a life of purpose right now. I love what uh, Paul says to the church of Corinth. He says, for God says at just the right time I heard you, that uh, on the day of salvation I helped you. Indeed, the right time is now. Today is the day of Salvation, you know what? Church. I think if we, as a church, just decide to live until we die and not get either confused with the other, I tell you what, we're going to live a life of purpose. I tell you what, the community are going to know who Centro Church is because there's going to be about a thousand one hundred and fifty. Is that the number in our database? Whatever that number is, there's going to be a thousand people in our community every day waking up, going, Holy Spirit, what shouldn't I be doing? What should I be doing? I'm doing it today. And I tell you what, in, our community is going to be impacted by Centro Church, amen? I feel good now. (laughs) Tell you what, you want to live a life of purpose, find out what pleases God. When you wake up, ask, Lord, what can I do today? You know what, we all know what our day looks like. If we're at work, we know exactly what's going to happen. What we don't know is what the people around us, what has happened in their lives. And I tell you what, if we can get rid of the things that are holding us back, if, 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 if we can get rid of those things in our life that are a distraction to find out what pleases God, if we can get rid of those all those distractions, you're going to walk into your workplace, into your school, into your university. You're going to wake up uh, being, a, being the house mum coming in and, and all, all the rioting going on. You're going to walk into those situations and you're going to be like, right, okay, what's there for me to do? What can I do right now? And I tell you what, when you ask that question, what can I do right now? That's when you find purpose, church. I don't think, I'm not a big believer. I don't know. Pastor John can correct us when he gets back up later. I don't think that there's one thing for you to do in life, and if you don't do it, you've missed out. I don't believe in that. I believe that every day there's about 10 to 20 opportunities to be a person of purpose, to be a reflection of Jesus Christ. That's what I believe. So just take that, that sounds really cool, doesn't it? It means that every day you can be walking in the will of God for your life. Regardless of what you did yesterday, regardless of whatever in your life felt dark, all that matters is this morning when I woke up, it's a new day, I'm making a new resolution. I'm gonna stop what I shouldn't have been doing. I'm gonna start what I should be doing. I'm gonna do it now and walk in purpose, amen? And that is how you walk in the power of purpose. In Jesus' name, God bless you. That was pretty good, wasn't it? Amen? Cool. While I was getting ready for this, though, um, I did feel that there were some people here. Actually, let's just close our eyes because I just want to pray for some people this morning. Um, As I was praying for you and and, uh, praying for our church, I did just want to pray for a few people. And there's someone here this morning and um, you're not excited about 2017 at all, actually. Um, There's some anxiety and stress in your life and you actually weren't excited about coming into a new year. I just want to pray for you. If you can just give me a quick wave. No one's looking around. Just just give me a quick wave. I just want to pray for you this morning. Who was that? You're not actually awesome. Okay, thank you, man put your hand down. Lord, Holy Spirit, right now I speak over that person. God, I I thank you that we don't need to listen, God, to what our flesh says. Our flesh, Lord, might speak negative things. Our our mind will tell us, God, uh, what our insecurities are. But right now I speak life over that mind. Lord, I speak life over that heart. I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you're speaking good words even right now, that you're called, you're chosen, your life matters, there's purpose in your existence, and I speak that in Jesus name right now lord the power of god on that person right now in jesus and there's someone else here this morning and and um i don't think it's you but there's someone in your family that's highly uh, suicidal and um you've even thought to yourself maybe this will be the year that they do do it and and they've even 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 attempted um who's out who's here this morning there's a family member uh who was suicidal who was that this morning holy spirit lord i speak over that family right now holy spirit that that person lord your word says that you are the prince of peace that's your name jesus your name is the prince of peace and right now i speak peace into that life god into that person who has those thoughts of self-harm that their life isn't worth anything isn't purposeful lord i speak purpose i speak hope into that life right now in jesus and there's someone else here today and um, I, I had a picture this morning of, you know, just keep your eyes closed. You know, at the Brisbane inner city bypass where you drive through there and you've got the tunnel and there's all those roads that go everywhere. It's like a bird's nest of roads and bridges. You, you're here this morning and you feel like your 2017 has no direction. You feel like that where there's just so much uh, things that you could do, but you're not sure what road to take. Who's that this morning? You just don't know. Okay, great. Yeah, there's a few. Lord, right now I speak. Lord, clarity. Lord, into, Lord, all those destinies. Lord, clarity into all those people. In Jesus' name, Holy Spirit, right now, God, speak, Lord, purpose, God, into their life. I thank you, Lord, that even when they spend time with you, there's gonna be something uh, specific that you're gonna speak to them about, Lord. There's gonna be a specific direction. I thank you, it's gonna be as clear as a road sign. They're gonna be, Lord, they're gonna be about their business and you're gonna speak to them. I speak it right now in Jesus' name, clarity of direction, clarity of purpose right now. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Holy Spirit, I speak over our church. Lord, our Ipswich campus and our Collingwood Park campus, everyone that calls Centro Home, I speak right now. Purpose. Ah, Lord, I speak that, Lord, fear of man broken in Jesus' name. I thank you that we're going to see people one to Christ, not at an altar call on a Sunday, Lord, but at a workstation on a Tuesday. I thank you, Holy Spirit, that we're going to see lives changed, God, because we're a church of opportunity. We're a church that takes opportunity. I speak it into existence right now that we're going to be a power-filled, Lord, purpose-filled people in Jesus' name. Amen. Everyone said? Amen. Amen. Why don't we stand up this morning? Let's just sing maybe a little bit more. Just dedicate our week to God. Let me encourage you, church. What are you doing that you shouldn't be? Ask that question. What am I not doing that I, should, that, that I should be doing? Ask that question. And ask yourself, why not do it now? Why am I not doing it? Find out why you're not taking those opportunities. And I do believe that as we ask those questions, we're going to walk in purpose. Amen. God bless you this morning.